I'm Chad Rutherman. And I'm Andy Kinnick. And welcome to No Clip Pocket, because No Clip Boy Color didn't really roll off the tongue. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about Super Mario Land 2 Six Golden Coins, uh, which was released in 1992 on the Game Boy. Super Mario Land 2 Six Golden Coins is a really weird fucking game. <laughs> yeah. Uh,. As, like, a, a Game Boy Mario game, and not the first one, obviously, because of uh, the original Super Mario Land. Which was also weird. It was weird, but I feel like this one really amps it up in a way that I didn't expect. <laughs> like, old platformers, generally speaking, are pretty abstract, we'll say. Sure. But because there's so many platformers, it was, like, one of the earliest genres of game, period. Mm-hmm. Uh you had a lot of variants, like some things followed theme a lot better than others, and other ones were a little bit more uh, wacky. And I feel like Mario's always kind of been on the more unusual side, and we're just kind of used to it because it's Mario. Yeah. Uh, this game, like, the the thing that sticks out to me more than anything else is the enemy types and variety. Yeah, uh, everything in this game is feels very different than the, like, mainline Mario series, uh, as I'll call it, I guess. Right. Uh, it it kind of fits in with, like, Link's Awakening, where, like, I don't know if they, this is a thing they did because of, like, technical limitations, or if they were just like, we'll use the Game Boy to experiment, or whatever, but, like, it, it's, Link's Awakening's very different than the other Zeldas at the time, and the Mario Land games are very different than the Mario games at the time, and... For the exception of the Koopas and Goombas, there aren't any other enemies that... Maybe the fish, too, whatever. I can't remember. Yeah, the Cheap Chiefs. The Cheap Chiefs, yeah. yeah. But that's about it. Most Mostly original enemy designs in this. There's also... Uh, and I don't know when these things debuted, um, but there's, like, the, the Dry Bones version of a fish. The Wet wet Bones. Probably. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that in the that you know exists in this game, but they do the same thing as like a spike would. Like you can't attack them or anything; they just are in a uh, constant hitbox. But yeah, while there's like at least a Goomba in every level, like there are only like ten Koopas in the whole game yeah, for whatever there are, reason. There aren't very many. But yeah, everything else is like somewhere. The Pumpkin Land really stands out to me as being like one of the more bizarre because because well, one of the first the enemy one of the first enemies that attacks you is an umbrella. Yeah, it's an umbrella that now keep in mind these things like move around and shit, and I didn't like pull up a screenshot of them. But to me, they read as like an umbrella with just like a fist hanging from the bottom uh, that's like holding a purse or something. I thought it was a foot. It could be a giant like, like, foot. They, like they jump up and then they float down, <laughs> like they open up. Mm-hmm. But then, it could be a fist, who knows? They yeah. punch the ground yeah. and then it pogos them up in the air. That's where they got the idea for the ground pound in Mario 64. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then there's also one that's just like a hockey mask with a knife in it on feet. And oh, kind of skulls. <laughs> they are not skulls. <laughs> I think they're supposed to be skulls. I'm pretty sure they're supposed to be a Jason Voorhees hockey mask. Maybe. I always thought it was a skull with a dagger in it. The fact that this came out in 92 kind of ruins this theory, but I like to imagine <laughs> that they just, like, Googled, like, Halloween iconography. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jason came up. And they're like, okay, that looks good. 
Uh, and of course, booze come back for that yeah, level as yeah. well, and they operate in the way that booze did in Super Mario World. And I don't know if booze worked like this before, where I think, the look at them thing. I think they debuted in Mario World. Mm. Well, they, they were weren't, here. They weren't in the original. Oh, yeah, this came out before Mario World. Yeah, by about That's four right. years, I think. Okay, so maybe they were new in this. Yeah, this might be... This is, like, the, the introductory point for, like, Wario as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if some things made it. Like, yeah. Shy Guys persisted after Super Mario Brothers 2, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah, Mario, not, not ashamed of its history, that's for sure. No, definitely not. But uh, speaking of Wario, uh, it being the debut of Wario, uh, he doesn't really get an introduction. No, at not all. Really. Like I, for some reason, I felt like this had an introductory cutscene that introduced Wario, but it doesn't at all. <laughs> uh, you don't see him till that very end of the game. <laughs> Do you actually? We see him on the box art, and you well, go, that "Who's that weird guy who looks a little bit like Mario, but is?" More goblin-like. Goblin <laughs> yeah, he's definitely more of, like, a, a creature in this, in, like, Mario clothes. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, no, I don't understand. I mean, I kind of, I don't know. <laughs> if, you, if you go back, we very recently, on the main podcast, did an episode on, on WarioWare. And uh, we talk a little bit about Wario's design and the fact that, like, you know, the classic Wario design that most people are familiar with is the, like, Wario in a yellow shirt with overalls, and then they kind of, like, Nintendo has really embraced the WarioWare design, where he's, like, a biker. But, like, they never embrace the weird goblin design <laughs> that exists in this game. And I don't even know when, like, the second point of contact with Wario was. Because I have to imagine it wasn't for a while. It's probably, because he's not in Mario World or Mario RPG. Right, or Mario 3 for that matter. Or Mario 3. Uh, so it's probably like Mario Super Mario Kart 64. Four? Yeah, or, that, oh, or Mario Party. Was he in Super Mario Kart? Do you know? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. But either way, it at least was a while between when we got Wario again, and that, that by that point yeah. he was the yellow version of himself. Yeah. He was basically, like, the way Waluigi is now, where he only appeared in spinoffs. Yeah. Up until whenever he started getting his own games. Because he never really shows back up in, in mainline Mario games. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of a missed opportunity. I, I feel like, you know, give Bowser a break every once in a while. Throw in Wario or something different. Yeah, Super Mario Land 2 doesn't have... Bowser doesn't have... Peach. Peach. Either. Though it is kind of weird, I guess, that the Koopas are there at all. Like, I guess they're yeah. also malicious just on their own. <laughs> Even without now, Bowser. Uh, Bowser was gone and Wario just stepped in and took over <laughs> command. Bowser's on vacation. Wario was the secretary of the treasury. <laughs> <laughs> in, uh, in Koopa Land, and then... Etc. Etc. <laughs> the golden coins. There's some connection there. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, but we did talk about in uh, Super Mario RPG 
what's his name? Boomer? I want to say Booster. Booster? His cat, yeah, that dude looked like Wario. Yeah, I feel like, and this might even exist in the game, I've actually not looked this up, but I don't think so. Uh, but I feel like he looks so much like Wario that there should have been, like, an Easter egg where you can find a secret room where it's, like, a closet that has, like, the Wario outfit, like, <laughs> hung up in it yep. to imply that, like, Booster is just Wario. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's the true canon anyway. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what, the way it is up in my head. Mm-hmm. Up in the old nog. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> speaking of, like, secret rooms and shit, Mm-hmm. One thing I wanted to note that was actually about game design, not just about, like, Nintendo's treatment of this weird game. Right. Uh, th- this game, like a lot of Mario games, this does have, like, secrets and things to be found. But I feel like they're so much more ballsy in this game because of the way the power-ups work. Because there are a lot of secrets and things that are just kind of, like, pretty plainly obvious, but you just have to have a power-up to get to them. Mm-hmm. Uh and I kind of like that because it allows you to, it's like a, a very light Metroidvania type thing where you kind of look at it and you go, oh, if I come back here with a fire flower, I can get what's behind that wall. Right. The downside, of course, being that you know it's just going to be like some coins or shit. But. Right. Um, yeah. As weird as this game can get in its aesthetic choices, uh, the gameplay actually feels like a pretty like streamlined version of Mario. And uh, I think that that's kind of what leads to those more pure secrets. And also, I think there's, like, limitations that, like, lead them to doing, like, less telegraphing with stuff. Like, this game doesn't really hold your hand. It doesn't have an intro sequence. It just kind of drops you in. And you just kind of have to, like, figure things out. Like, another one tells you you have to go to the hippo and jump in the bubble and fly across the top of the whole level to get to the star land or anything. You know, you just have to figure that stuff out. Right. I'm trying to... Okay, so... This game came out... Uh, okay, I guess... To, to lead more directly off of what you were saying, there's another thing in that this game is non-linear in as mm-hmm. much as you don't have to go to the worlds in every... in a particular order. Yeah, it's just like a circular world map and you can go to whichever one you want. Right. Which, there are a lot of them that appear interesting as well, so like they, there's no shortage of like visual intrigue right but um the 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 fact that this is non-linear i think also kind of aids in that it doesn't have to hold your hand because it also has to make the levels yeah it has to make the levels simple enough that any of them can be your first level and you still have a reasonable chance of getting through it Mm -hmm. um and some levels are really short and other ones are a little bit more challenging but for the most part it has kind of a flat difficulty curve up until you get to the end where it like inverts it (laughs) 90 degrees and becomes a huge spike and is really really hard Mm -hmm. uh it wouldn't even be that bad uh except for there's one specific part where there's these moving platforms Mm -hmm. that are like just big enough for mario to stand on and (laughs) there's one where like it goes completely under the platform so you have to like time when you walk off of it for when it's going back and I've probably died to that more times than, like, anything else in the game. In the entire like, game. Because, like, I got it down to, like, where I can count out. Like, I know how long it rests and when to start moving. Right. And that's where I have my highest <laughs> success rate. It's, like, three seconds. But even then, I still fuck it up sometimes. Because mm-hmm. it's, like, you know, it's like a Game Boy 
just Game Boy game. Yeah, like, regular game Boy color game. game. So like the frame rate's got to be like twenty frames per second or whatever. <laughs> so you can you can fuck it up with those more like precise jumps you have to make in that final level. Yeah, you mentioned earlier this feels like kind of a streamlined Mario game. The I think the pre, the previous Mario games, but like prior to this one were, you know. Mario Brothers, if you want to even count that. So Super Mario Brothers, Mario Brothers 2, and Mario Brothers 3. Uh, meaning this is the second game in the Mario series that had like a, a flight-based power-up, but I kind of want to talk about that in a minute. Uh, this game does suffer from the fact that... Uh, you that it is on a Game Boy, like you're get, like it's not as precise as it could be, and I can't really fault it for that because of the the hardware. Right. But yeah, sometimes you're just like, like anytime that you make contact with an enemy and damage it at the same time, like you'll still take damage, and I feel like that shouldn't happen. Yeah. So like diagonals are super unsafe. Yeah, like there were times where like I like, jumped on a Koopa shell and, like, went to walk into it to kick it like you would in a Mario game and hit it at a diagonal and it hurts you. Yeah, just, like, take damage. You're like, oh. It's like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> How did that make it past playtesting? Exactly. Well, they probably just couldn't fix it, is the thing. Maybe. So, it, it does lack a little bit of precision, which makes this game a little bit unfun at times, but yeah, for the most part, uh, I agree, it is pretty streamlined as far as the platforming goes <laughs> there's some unusual choices like there's that level with the where like everything you walk on is like a ball oh yeah in the mario zone yeah we, let's specifically sidebar here and talk about mario zone <laughs> okay so all the other levels feel pretty unique for mario but they're still like fairly standard video game levels there's like a tree zone one that's like an underwater zone mm-hmm uh, there's a space zone, a Halloween zone. Halloween zone feels a little bit weird and something that isn't specifically Halloween themed, but I love yeah, it. Yeah, so and, like, and there's like a house one where you shrink down and, you right. know. Like in Mario Brothers 3 or 64, yeah. you know. But uh, then <laughs> you have Mario zone, which consists of like a giant mechanical like nutcracker Mario tower that you go up through. And it's just like... A, somehow mario themed like the inside of it feels more like either like mechanical or toy like Mm -hmm. it's bizarre even some of the like uh enemies are like toy soldiers yeah like pretty specifically only some of them yeah and the other times they're just pigs that shoot cannonballs out of their mouths right who's the boss of mario's head is that the mouse it's the three pigs it's the pigs one which makes no fucking sense. Yeah, yeah, no, it's just, like, it's, like, based on the Three Little Pigs fairy tale. Right. There's just, like, three little houses up at the top of the screen. Yeah, that are made of them. straw, wood, and brick. Yeah, and they jump down one at a time, and they bounce around. But, uh, yeah. But it has nothing to do with Mario, or mechs, or... Or toys. Any of that. Nope. Like, even, <laughs> like, bird boss, tree level, witch boss, Halloween level, pig boss... <laughs> Mario robot. Yeah, like, it doesn't... I don't... (laughs) It's so strange. And, like, you know somebody just had, like, a wild hair up their ass one day and was like, what if we just do, like, a big Mario? (laughs) I can see that uh, being a thing that, like, Miyamoto would do. Like, he'd come in and he'd, like, draw a Nutcracker Mario and be like, put this in the game somehow. And then just walk (laughs) out. And then leave. (laughs) 
They're like, well, Miyamoto said so. <laughs> might as well do it. It's really weird, like, how inconsistent it is, too, because, like, the first level is there's, like, gears and shit, and you gotta, like, jump around. That's where it feels very mechanical. And the second level is, like, like I think actually a digestive system is what they're going for. Because it's mm. in his stomach and there's bubbles everywhere. Uh, maybe? <laughs> I mean, I'm not, like, 100% on yeah. that, but, like, the bubbles don't make sense at all. No. That's the only way I can contextualize it to make it work. Sure. And then the boss is the three pigs, and yeah, I think and the, there's some more bubbles there. The I don't third know. level has, like, the Lego bricks. Oh, right, yeah. I forgot about the Lego bricks. Which is even, like, because yeah, so, that, that really drives the toy thing. Yeah, down. so it goes from, like, mechanical to <laughs> bubbles to Legos. <laughs> You know. Yeah. You know how it goes. You know, how it goes. <laughs> you know the pattern. Yeah, like the, the human body, the leg bones connected to the Legos. Yes. <laughs> um. <laughs> but while we're on the subject of visuals, uh, this game actually looks really great for a Game Boy game. I agree. Like... And I think it's sometimes to its detriment, because there are some spots in this game where the frame rate chugs. Yeah, it drops from a smooth 20 to about a, <laughs> a, a less smooth, like, 11. Yeah. Which is unfortunate, but I think probably worth it overall, because like, the game does look really nice. Like, yeah. even today, like, it's it's still, like, pleasant to, to look at. Uh, when, when it's not being aggressively when, yeah. unpleasant. Mm-hmm. the Yeah, the and the frame rate realistically only drops, like significantly in very particular areas mm-hmm. or like any time that you get hit yeah when there's more like detailed sprites mm-hmm. on screen it tends to slow down yeah i was gonna note on that um there's there are a few levels that have like w- like death water like not swim water like water, water that, that hurts you. you yeah and they like animate it in this like bubbling sort of like black sludge tar they make it kind of look sharp yeah. Like it would, yeah. And it's actually really good. Like I think it looks really good, especially given the fact that it's all sprite work. Like it's mm-hmm. it's pixel art. It's really well done. I mean I guess it is Nintendo, but it is also a Game Boy. Yeah, game. given that uh Mario Land, the original, looks like ass. Yeah, I love in Mario Land, which is not the podcast about Mario Land, but Mario himself is like four pixels I, high. Yeah, it's like so simplistic <laughs> in yeah. its visuals. I, I don't know how they I mean what, ninety I don't know when the original Game Boy came out. I feel like it was like ninety, maybe eighty. I feel like it was in the eighties, the okay. very late eighties. So I guess they'd had a few years to kind of hash out how the Game Boy worked, but yeah, yeah the difference between the first and second entries in the series is huge. Yeah, it doesn't even feel the same. No, not even close. Yeah, um, and also the music in the game it really stands out. Uh, especially like having played this a lot as a kid, uh, the music is one of the things that's always stuck in my mind mm-hmm. the most. Um, I don't really know how else to, like, really talk about the music, but, like, the music is thumbs up. Yeah, no, the music's very good. Uh, the one thing that I always noted about it is that, like, while this game isn't, like, super popular, it's probably the most popular of the, of, like, the non-main series Mario games, Mm -hmm. but... It isn't very popular, but the people who are, like, aware of it and played it when they were kids have, like, a certain adulation for the music. Yeah. 
where it, it, it feels like almost like an indie band where like people be like, <laughs> yeah. oh, you know, like uh, sure, like Mario sixty four had a cool soundtrack, but like the Mario Land two soundtrack, soundtrack is fucking bumping. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, like every song on it's memorable. For sure. It, for better or worse, there's some yeah. that are a little bit like weird. And, and they're crazy. all original tracks as well, but not there's none of the like standby Mario tunes in there. Yeah, you won't hear the the standard like Mario theme at any point. Mm-hmm. Like they will in every other Mario game, pretty much. Yeah. I'm try- <laughs> trying to like piece together a way to sort of like talk about anything else. Uh but <laughs> I feel like we'd have to go into more specifics if we want to talk about anything else. I know that specifically Mario's run animation is very funny to me in this game because of how few frames it is. Mm-hmm. So he looks incredibly frantic when you're like sprinting. Yeah, it's like classic, like old school Mario, <laughs> like kind of like the Mario three run cycle, mm-hmm. or I think it's two, three frames maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's like one foot down. One foot up and then mirrored. Yeah, <laughs> they just repeat that. It's like that. the the feet out and then the opposite and then the middle. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It gives a little bit of a, a chugging nature. Yeah, it's like um, it's like in Mario World where you get him sprinting and he goes like up on his tiptoes. Right. Yeah. It, it almost has that kind of feel where because like. It's like his this sprite is kind of tall, mm-hmm. but then like his legs are almost like non-existent, and he's just like his feet, and they're just kind of like really tiny, like fluttering along, and he's just kind of like gracefully skating across the Mushroom Kingdom or wherever he is in this game. Yeah, actually, it's not. It's not totally. It's clear. like an island because yeah. there's like you can see the ocean around it. The if you, and Wario if you go, Island. We, we'll call it that. <laughs> Maybe it is Mario Land, and Mario's just taking no, it, over. It's, that's probably what it is. Who knows? On the note of Mario being graceful, uh, the opposite of graceful is the way that the uh, like bunny ears flight power-up works in this game, <laughs> which took me like probably years to realize like what the aesthetic was, too, because Same he's here. picking up a carrot. And he's becoming a rabbit. Yep. And the rabbit can fly. Yeah, I... Same thing. As a kid, I always just thought they were wings. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even think about the fact that it was a carrot. Right. You know, because you're a child. Well, because the thing... And that... on, like, on the picture, like on the illustration on the front... Yeah. He's, it, they're clearly rabbit ears. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you just don't put two and two together. Of course not. Well, especially when... It's not even two and two... And to get four, right? Like you have to. It's two and two, and then there's a red herring. It's like an and an a X. red hair. A red yes hair. Uh, because the the actual mechanical act of picking up the carrot, giving you the ability to fly, makes you not at all think of rabbits. Like I've no. never rabbits in flight don't mix, <laughs> as far as I'm aware. Uh, there's like some like Af- the African flying rabbit or something I've just like <laughs> forgotten about, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So Mario is super not graceful in this one instance because like I like to compare it to the previous games and like uh, if you re- the iconic like yellow background raccoon suit Mario in in Super Mario Brothers three when Mario flies as raccoon Mario he does this like he like puts his arms back like he's a flying squirrel or something. To, like, hover with the isn't, tail. Isn't that just uh, 
Mario World that has that. Well, Mario World has the, the cape. cape. Yeah, the Tanuki tail works a lot like the. Oh, where he's just in whatever frame he was in before. Yeah, and the tail flaps. <laughs> and he just and flutters he just down. Hovers. Yeah. Okay. So okay, so it's as ungraceful as it is in Mario Brothers it, 3. It's better in Mario Brothers 3, and this one it's more stiff. Yeah. It feels really awkward sometimes as well, to the point where most of the time I would just prefer to have a different power-up. Yeah, in this one, it's like it's way too like gradual of a drop. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know, there's something about it that just doesn't feel as good as you want it to. Right, which has two side effects, which are, one, that, and two, the fact that uh, it makes it a lot kind of easier in this game to bypass whole sections or sometimes entire levels by having the, the rabbit ears. Mm-hmm where that wouldn't have been the case in a lot of other games. Yeah, and it ends up making the Fire Flower just, like, completely OP in this game. <laughs> like, it's the only power-up you ever want to have. Yeah. This game uniquely has, like, a kill counter in the bottom right-hand oh, yeah. corner. yeah, yeah. And I think it's whenever you get to 50, or maybe it's 100 uh, uh, animal murders, <laughs> you get a star. Like, it'll just, like, pop out of, uh, like, a box or whatever. And that is weird. Like, it doesn't make a big difference. Like, I know it's used strategically in, like, speedruns, but there's no way for you to, like... There, well, there's some way, but it, nobody is ever going to casually be like, oh, I should go kill 40 enemies so that when I get to the boss, I can grab a quick star or something. Yeah. I don't even know if stars work on bosses in this game, but yeah, it's just real strange uh, the way that this game like deviates from the path on Mario games. Mm-hmm. The little mini games at the end, I think, are very cool, and it's yeah. kind of reused in Mario World as well. It feels a little weird, because it's just the same thing at the end of each level. There's just some kind of like platforming staircase to get up to ring a bell that allows you to play the game. Right. And it, there's only maybe, like, three instances where it's, like, difficult to figure out how to get to it. Right. Or even, or even that, if for that matter, difficult to execute. Yeah. There's, like, maybe a couple that actually aren't super easy. Yeah. But, I mean, then again, like, in Mario Brothers 3, there was just, like... A you, random... A random thing that you jumped up and hit. So, I mean... I feel like Nintendo now would be more creative with that, but back then weren't really concerned with such things. <laughs> yeah. It is like it is reminiscent of the flagpole in the original yeah. where most of the levels just had like a staircase at the end of them that you climbed up and jumped over over mm-hmm. to the flagpole on. Uh but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and so the fact that this one gives you a reward, it makes it feel like it should be more Right. Of a oh, you challenge. didn't go for a high score in Super yeah. Mario Brothers? <laughs> Yep, and then there's a lottery where you can yeah do, weirdly like a slot machine. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, there's a the weird also there's like a starting level mm-hmm. that's like a little mushroom hut on the bottom of the map that you have to do, and then you can never go back to it. Right, and then right outside of it, there's like a hill, like a like a I don't know like the lo- of, the loaf of bread. Yeah, you call it a loaf of bread. There's like a mound of some kind or whatever. You go in. There's like a lottery machine, or you can wager your coins to get potentially get extra lives in like a lottery system. Yeah, I remember when I was very young, going through and actually getting 999 coins mm. to use the 999 pipe yeah but i don't really remember was i think like you could get 50 lives or something yeah it's probably there's like 
less chance of not getting something good right. that much. But yeah, and the reason that's there is because you you if you run out of lives in this game, you just have to start all over. Because you collect the goal of the game, the subtitle of the game is the six golden coins. Mm-hmm. You have to beat all six worlds to get their coin, which will open the door to Wario's castle. And if you get a game over, you lose all your coins, so you have to go redo the levels if you lose. So yeah. the game's not that hard. I remember it being way harder as a kid, of course. Right. Uh, but um, it's pretty easy, though, actually, uh, playing it now. But that last level, you're going to need them. <laughs> you're going to need an ass load of lives. Yeah, that is because for sure. like the whole game is it's more like enemy-focused, really. There's There's less like difficult platforming and then when you get to the final level they're like nope none of that no enemies at all only difficult platforming <laughs> yeah and they even have like god that level's so fucking weird because like every new thing that's introduced is like somehow crazier and stranger than the previous one like they start out with these like black balls with like spikes on them that are just like platform like jump over it or go through it and mm-hmm. then you get to like you get the huge piranha plants. Yeah. You get regular piranha plants that fire regular fireballs. Yeah, they're like piranha plant statues that fire like super like laser fireballs or something. <laughs> it's just so wacky and weird. That last level is a uh, is a doozy for sure. Yeah, and you have to make it all the way. There's no checkpoint in it either, so you have to get all the way to Wario, who has three phases where he uses the power ups against you. Right and. You had to do it all in one, one go, which can be pretty difficult. Yeah, so prepare to play that slot machine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> again and again, <laughs> and again and again. Uh, well, that's uh what I have to say about Super Mario Land Two, six golden coins, samesies. I feel like in the in the end, like after replaying it just now, like I do actually recommend people play this game if you are a like regular ass mario fan Mm -hmm. who likes regular ass mario games because that is what this is but it just has that like little aesthetic flourishes to make it its own unique thing yeah or if you're just like nostalgic to the game boy and have never played this you might enjoy picking it up but yeah just know going in that it is a bit weird and a bit short yeah yeah as long as you go in with reasonable expectations i think you could totally enjoy playing it now also the game boy color like uh remapping of the colors in the game Mm -hmm. that it just does when you put a regular game boy cartridge in makes this game have a very like strange color palette yeah it's like blue and yellow or Mm -hmm. something weird and like there are those like in the the whale level where you go inside of a whale for some reason like they're just like i don't know what the it's supposed to be like maybe fat Oh, chunks yeah. that you can float like, in, float through. but they're like brown and orange. It just gives them this like really gross feel. Yeah, to it's them. Like, I don't know what they're going for here. Yeah, it's cholesterol. <laughs> <laughs> the whale cholesterol. Yes, that you have to jump on. Uh, <laughs> of course. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, be prepared for 
Way old cholesterol. <laughs> Thank you for listening to No Clip Pocket. What are we talking about next time? Uh, next time, uh, we're already bucking the original idea for this. Uh, so instead of only handheld games, we're just going to do only handheld games and also other games that are just short mm-hmm. and simple to play. Pocket size. Next time, we're going to be talking about Home, uh, which is a short PC game uh, where... That is, like, a decision-based adventure horror mystery game. Mm -hmm. So thanks for listening. Uh, Until that time, you can get a hold of us. Uh, All of our contact information is on our website, noclippodcast.com. Let us know how you like this. Uh, If you have suggestions or games that you would like to hear us talk about, uh, we're going to be on the lookout for that kind of a thing. Uh, I want to thank Janelle Vickers for taking over as uh, social media manager on our Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, making us actually use it. So at Noclip Podcast, go ahead and, and follow that one. Uh, listen to all of our episodes. Give us gold stars. Six golden stars. Yes. And subscribe on YouTube and ring the notification bell to play the mini game where you see all of our uploads. I got nothing else. Alright, yep, tell all your friends. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, are we gonna do that? I, I mean, I assume we would so. Have to, sure. Alright, just take two. Alright. <laughs>